Welcome to a single serving podcast. I'm your host, Shaney Silver. I started this podcast because whenever I saw content for single women, it was about dating, how to date better, how to survive dating. And I know that we deserve more than that. So I created this podcast to change the way being single is seen, discussed, and felt. And I'm so happy to have you here with me. I hope you'll also consider joining the Facebook group for this podcast. It's become a really supportive community full of people sharing stories and encouraging one another and actually meeting up in real life too. There are three main ways that you can support this podcast. The first is simply share it, share it with someone who needs to hear it, share it with your family, share it with your friends, anybody who could use a change in perspective when it comes to being single. The second way is you can rate and review this podcast on iTunes. It takes two seconds and it's a huge deal that really helps podcasters, um, get more visibility and continue to do their work. And then the third way is you can become a patron of mine on Patreon. Patreon is a platform that helps independent creators earn money for creating the work that people enjoy. So there are multiple tiers that you can join, but my favorite one is a $5 tier that comes with an extra bonus episode of this podcast every single month. So there will be a link to it below. Check it out. And in the meantime, thank you so much for joining me. Hello to this gorgeous community. I have such a fun episode to share with you today. My guest is Deborah DiGiovanni, who you will probably recognize from her Netflix special, Single Awkward Female. I love Deborah. I find her absolutely hilarious. She is my friend now, whether or not she wants to be, and I cannot wait to share this conversation with you. Before I do that, I do have a pretty big announcement for podcast listeners about the way that this podcast is going to function starting in 2021. Beginning on the 1st of January, this podcast is going to publish once a month to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere you listen to podcasts will continue on the same once a month. All of the other weekly episodes are still going to be made and they're still going to be published. I'm still going to have guests. It's still going to be exactly the podcast content you're used to, but those episodes will only be available on my Patreon at the $5 per month tier. So, um, in order to listen to all of the weekly episodes, you will need to become a Patreon patron at the $5 tier. There will also be a patron exclusive Facebook group for all of the Patreon patrons. And the original Facebook group for this podcast will be shut down on January 1st, 2021. So pretty significant changes to the way that I make this podcast and the way that it operates. And I know there will be a lot of questions about why I'm doing this, but really at the core of it is that I love doing this work. It's my favorite work that I do. I'm so lucky to be able to do it. And I want to keep doing it forever. And after doing this for almost two years, uh, essentially for free, I have had to put some changes in place to make sure that I can be fairly compensated for my work and that I can just keep doing this work in general uh, into the future. There is um, there's a lot of competition in the podcast space for things like sponsorships and um, uh, revenue models. And, and those are mostly reserved for the big, big famous podcasts that you guys are probably used to hearing um, and used to hearing interrupted with ads all the time, which this podcast is not. Um, and so I had to sort of decide for myself that my work is worth being compensated for. And then I had to put a structure in place to step into that worth. And 
It's what I want for everybody. It's certainly what I want for single women. Recognizing and celebrating our our worth is a really big deal to me. And um, I'm going to live and embody that too. So that's the reason that the podcast is going to be primarily publishing on Patreon from now on, or from January 1st on, sorry. Um, and I also wanted to make sure that it was at the $5 per month tier because I want it to be accessible. I like the community aspect of Patreon. I like that I can keep the costs super low and it can be a community space where um, everybody has a small fee and gets access to a lot of content. That really makes me happy. So um, there's a link to my Patreon in the show notes below. And if you have any questions ever, you are more than welcome to email me at a single serving podcast at gmail.com. I'm happy to answer them. Um, but in general, this is about wanting to continue what I view as very important work. Um, and in order to continue this work, I do need to uh, be fairly compensated for that. So I hope that if you are in a space where you are struggling to connect with your self-worth and the worth of what you put out into the world, I hope that you can see this as um, inspiring because it's a big, scary move. It's a big, scary change, but I'm doing it because I want to keep doing this work. That's so important to me. And I'm taking the steps to make sure that I can continue to do it. So um, at the $5 a month tier on Patreon, you will find all of the weekly episodes for this podcast, except for the one that will be free as always on Apple podcasts and Stitcher and whatnot. Um, you will find the patron exclusive Facebook group, which will be the only Facebook group for this podcast. Um, plus hopefully lots of amazing fun extras that I will have the time and the space and the bandwidth to be able to create for you because um, of these changes that I'm putting in place. So I'm really looking forward to connecting with this community over on Patreon and, um, yeah, that's how we're gonna, that's how we're gonna kick off 2021. I've already started booking guests for 2021. I'm so excited about them. Uh, it's going to be a really good time and, um, I'm very excited. Also, I have been for the last more than a year. Uh, I, my Patreon has existed for more than a year. And, uh, over the course of that time, I have been publishing one solo bonus episode per month. And the topics that I cover in those solo episodes are often led by patrons themselves. Um, I'm very open to any topics or questions that my patrons would like me to answer. So as soon as you become a Patreon patron at the $5 tier, you will have access to over a year's worth of solo episodes of this podcast. That's a lot of content. So um, hopefully that's a nice little incentive for you guys. Um, and I want to keep doing more of these solo moments as well. So please feel free to always send over your questions, discussion topics, anything you'd like some insight on or some reframing help on. Um, it is my joy to do that kind of work. So please always feel free to get in touch at a single serving podcast at gmail.com. You can also send me DMs on Patreon. That's an option as well. And I write back to absolutely everybody. So that's the big change for 2021. Um, we are stepping into our worth in 2021. That's what we're doing. And uh, I can't wait to see all of the amazing content that I'm able to create for this community. I'm so excited. Okay, I will stop talking now. I'm going to get into the episode with Deborah. I hope everyone is having a lovely and safe holiday season so far. Um, as always, thank you all so much for your ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Thank you the most for sharing this with other people that need to hear it, especially at the holiday season. I know that the holidays can 
sting particularly hard for single people. And um, you're not alone. There's resources like this one. I have written so many essays on singlehood at the holidays, and I will link to a bunch of them below for you. Um, And if you have specific questions, you can always reach out. So thank you guys so much. And here is my chat with Deborah. Yay, we're recording a podcast. Hi, Deborah. Hi. Um, I'm so excited to talk to you. I've only wanted to do this for years. Um, It's a joy to be speaking with you. Thank you for for coming on this podcast. Um, For those who don't know, I'm speaking with Deborah DiGiovanni, and uh, this audience knows that I'm a comedy nerd. They don't, like, I don't care if they are or not, really, because (laughs) I make this show, so I get to do whatever I want. But um, tell everybody about yourself. Tell everyone who you are, where you are, what would you want an audience full of single people to know about you before we talk? To know? Okay. Okay. I am, uh, my name is Deborah DiGiovanni. As you said, I'm Canadian. I'm from Toronto. Um, And I've been doing comedy... I can't believe it. Starting next year, I'll be starting my 21st year in comedy. <gasps> That's what? amazing. Yeah, it's, That's it's, amazing. It's, it's one of those things that you don't even think you're ever going to make it five years. And then you wake up and you're like, 21 years? I don't know. And I'm very, I'm very lucky because I've been, you know, um, paying my rent through comedy for, you know, 15 years. So I'm grateful every day. Um, I moved to LA. Uh, it'll be eight years, starting my eighth year in, in January. Um, I still am not totally sure why I did that but anyway so yeah that's the story there and I am um I've been single uh, a really long time I've been I've sort of been like my my entire uh, comedy career as I was a single woman you know it was sort of like oh god I hate to use the word brand but it was you know it became the brand but oh, I you're in the right place for a single well, brand <laughs> but it was like it just was you know I, my last relationship um ended right before I started doing comedy and it was just you know and then there was also this sort of idea that um uh you know comedy just all I want is comedy go for that's the only thing no other distractions only comedy and so I was very glad to jump into that because I'd had some uh, bad men and so like the first like three or four years of my career I was just like oh no it's I just only comedy and I was really very excited to just have blinders on and just go for it and then you know here's the thing kids is that you do that <laughs> And then you wake up and it's been nine years and you go, oh, go. And then it's just, oh, no. And then you become a consummate single and, you know, it just, it starts taking on a life of its own and then it's who you are and then you become very comfortable in it and, you know, and, and then things happen. But it's, it really is. So it's, it really was, um, I think, I think it was necessary for me, you know, at the beginning of my comedy career, just to keep all my focus on on comedy, I would what I would say right now, I would say to a young comedian starting, no, no, don't do that. Make sure you have a life and, you know, whatever that looks like, single or, you know, coupled or whatever. But, um, you know, have a life, have a life. Comedy is not everything because you will one day wake up and go, oh, the only thing I have is comedy. And that's not a great place to be. You know, a pandemic makes that very clear. Pandemic <laughs> makes everything clear. Everything clear. It really does. It really uh, your does. own sense of hygiene becomes very oh clear God. and apparent oh your God. habits. Um, shout out to everyone, by the way, in Toronto. I have a really decent listener base in Toronto, and I just want to say a quick hello. Good, your neighbors, your neighbors to the north. Yes, I actually, yeah. when we can get on planes again, 
I have I have dreams of of taking this show on the road, and Toronto will absolutely oh. be one of the first stops you, there. I, it sh- it really it should be it should be such a quick flight too. So that would be good. It's yeah. super quick, and I, there's this one. Well, you know of Porter Airlines, I'm sure. Yes. And oh, oh. With the hats, isn't it? Oh with my God. the hats, with the pillbox hats. I, I know. Can't I tilted know. to the side. Could you I die? Could you die? It's so good. It's so good. It is. There's this, this, we have it in Toronto. There's an island airport. It's what we're talking about. And it's, I don't know how many years it's, I have no, I am very bad at timeline. So like my brain is like, it's only been open for a year and it's been 26. You know, I have no idea, but it's wonderful because it's only like, like it's one of those airports that like only one flight takes off every half hour. So there's no urgency and it's very, very civilized and chill and you know what i mean it's like to get there anywhere in the city of toronto you can get there on public transit but like nicely and not in a way that you're like i have to be on a bus for an hour and a half you know just very civilized and they built a walk path like there's it's through like there's the lake and you used to have to take um a ferry which was also civilized but now you can walk it and it's you know they've got a good coffee shop and everything you go it's just you know, they still give you a meal and they give you coffee is free and a cocktail is free. I've never had just... a bad experience in Toronto. Oh, t- Granted, I've only oh. done two layovers there on yeah, Puerto Rico. Good Island. enough. Good enough. On the Don't way to Montreal. Montreal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm obsessed with Montreal. Great. Oh, you obsessed. Should be. You should be. Okay, so Toronto and Montreal are the first two shows on your tour. So that'll yes, be good. Correct. That's I speak great. no French. Really? Very... <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. I was born in Quebec and I don't speak a word of French. Uh, you have no so idea Canadian. how happy that makes me oh so canadian that's so canadian of me i have no idea that's so good after this is all over like the first place i travel it's essentially a contest to see who lets us in first and that's just I where know. i'm going to go it's been very yeah. odd feeling like i can't go anywhere because we're not allowed what the i know fuck? it's 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 surreal isn't it it really is yeah i mean ever did you ever like, honestly, I would have guessed, like, given 10 guesses of, like, the worst thing, I would have guessed zombie apocalypse before True. pandemic grounding us and being, like, I'm not kidding. It just, it's so, it's funny because it's naive, but it's also, like, I just never dreamt that a pandemic would just stop us, just just everything. bring us to a screeching halt. Everything. I mean, not construction across the street, but, you know, everything else. <laughs> It's so, God, I was just telling Deborah before we started, there's been a vacant lot across the street from me for one and a half years. And for a year and a half, I've been like shitting bricks that they're going to start construction and my life is going to be ruined because all day, every day, I'm just going to have noise, 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 just all day constantly. Mm -hmm. And then there's street noise at night from people like partying on the streets. It's like, I can't rest. Mm -hmm. Um, So the worst is happening (laughs) because 2020 is the gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) Today is that day. You know what? Face it. Face it. Pop a bottle, hunker down, pray for daylight. So I will not make this all about your comedy career, but I will only ask you one selfish question and then we'll move on to the guts of the matter. Of the things. All right, go. Do you, by any chance, keep a Joan Rivers-esque card catalog of your one-liners like she did? Because that (laughs) is a goddess move. I need to. Yes, you do. Oh my god! Then you can auction it off one day. Oh my god! I saw him. I was. That is, you know what? I have to be honest. I love her so much. Like that is, you know, it's just one of those ones that when she passed, God, 
I mean, even at her age, gone too soon. Yes. Um, I mean, really gone too soon. Like those are one of those ones like selfishly that I go, well, there you go. I'm never going to meet Joan Rivers. Do you know what I mean? That, you know, that moment where you're just like, damn, damn, you know? I have like 50 of those. And every time I get on Twitter and one of them is trending and it turns out it's just their fucking birthday. Do you get a heart attack every time? I panic every time. Every time. Paul Rudd is is trending. I'm like, no, no. And it's just like, oh, he's super cute and he dances. You're like, all right, he is. Okay, good. But don't you dare. They should have to, they should put like a little, you know, there should be like an emoji or something that's like, don't worry, he's alive. They're okay. It should say alive. (laughs) It should just say alive. Yes, but also cute and dancing. It's never scarier than when it's Dolly Parton. That's the scariest one. We can't lose her. (laughs) We can't. We literally can't. I get like red and like sweaty when I think about it. Like we have to hang on to her. She's a treasure. Um, Okay. So. Okay. Okay. We're working. We're making a podcast. We're functioning. We do things. (laughs) We have something in common. Um, So I spent uh, a good portion of of last week that I won't talk to you about uh, watching videos of you on other people's podcasts. And um, I figured something out. You you mentioned about how we or how you find like a, a sense of comfort and motivation in your work, particularly in this year that forgot how to yes. year. And um, I w- I'm interested. I mean, like I know the answer because of all of the YouTubing I've just done. But for everyone else, how have you seen your space, the comedy space, adapt to this this world that we're living in? Because I I think that sense of innovation can be applied across a lot of different industries and certainly that like inspiration yeah. and sentiment can. Okay. That is an excellent question. But um, like we just said a moment ago, like, honestly, I never dreamt that comedy would be hit so hard, you know? I mean, like we do know that it is uh, to an extent, you know, it is a, just for lack of a better term, it is a frivolous endeavor. You know, entertainment is essential. It's frivolous, but it's necessary. It is necessary. Like, let's not kid ourselves. We're all like, oh, no, no, we all, everyone, you know, even when you are an entertainer, you rely on other forms of entertainment. We just do. And especially, you know, in a pandemic, you like, you're looking for it. I mean, a lot of things are taken away. So you're like, I need a giggle. So it's really, it was really, it still is. It's still, you know, it's shocking to see how, how hard comedy has been hit because, um, you know, whatever, we won't, we won't discuss COVID too, too much, but, you know, sort of the, the real the ones that are like the, the worst thing is, you know, people close together, breathing and laughing. So it's like, you know, live music and live comedy are, are the ones that are going to be the slowest ones to come back, you know? And I know a lot of comedy clubs are doing like oh, only 40 people, but it still seems like, it just seems fraught with danger. Do you know what I mean? So weird it, it's just, it, it is. And it's also weird. And I always look at the club and I go, is that helping you? Is opening and only letting 40 people come? Anyway, but it is, um, you know, it's it's one of the like I've I've been saying that like I I I have felt without purpose this entire pandemic, and it's really scary. And I am, um, there, you know, there, I I would say I'm still grieving, you know, because I miss comedy so much. Like I I literally, and this is gonna sound dramatic, but it's true. I I would say still, even in our ninth month now, I at around six thirty, my brain starts going oh. because I don't know what to do with myself. I have spent the last 20 years leaving my house at least five nights a week to go do comedy or go watch comedy or something. And so now, because it's my work day, do you know what I mean? So it's like, okay, and you know, yes, um, 
yeah, oh, it's, it's, you know, there is, and there is loveliness about like being home and being in the same place and sort of having like, you know, the, the, the regularity of like knowing where I am every day and not going, I have to fly next Tuesday. There's something lovely about that. But then it comes like, with that comes, you know, the loss of my love. I love comedy. I'm so grateful. I love what I do. I don't want to take time off, you know? So that, I mean, I feel, I feel very lost without it. I do feel, I do feel a little purposeless because, you know, I am such a performer, like where, yes, I am a writer and I'm all the things, but, you know, there are people that are, you know, spend much more of their time actually, you know, being writers, writing for others, writing shows. And I'm not that person. My, my, my bread and butter is performance. So, um, so it's made me, and you know, again, it's, it's scary, but it's good. It's forced me to go, okay, so what are we going to do if it's another six months, if it's another year, if it's another whatever, you know? So now it's like, okay, it's really, I really had to look into, you know, all aspects of my uh, talent in my career and my creativity. I, you know, I go, I'm not a writer. Yes, I am. I write every night. I, I write on stage. I, the words that come out of my mouth, I have written them. So, you know, that's, I'm going to be like, okay, let's look at that kind of thing, you know? And, you know, maybe it's just, you know, it's actual writing without screaming it into the, you know, the world um, verbally. But so that I, I, I kind of, you know, at 20 years in comedy, taking a writing class and doing, just doing things that I was like, well, look at that. Look at that pandemic. Okay. And, and, you know, it's, it's probably going to be something that I'm really grateful for. You know, maybe not in this moment, but it probably will be something that I'm grateful for. It was the same thing when I moved from L.A. to Toronto. You know, I had a very good in Toronto. I had a very good thing going in Toronto. And then, you know, things happened. And I was like, now's the time to, to go to L.A. And, you know, the first two or three years were awful. Were scary and awful and lonely. And like, what have I done? And then now I look at it and I go, probably the best thing I did for myself was start over. You know, that, that humbling, that starting over that, that huge unwanted dollop of humility is one of the best things you can do for yourself. You know, it just, it really is because then it's like, you know, take yourself so seriously. Um, and then, you know, and, and starting over, I think it's good for the soul. Do you know what I mean? I really do. Or it was good for my soul that it was just like, and I think maybe the pandemic is in terms of my career, in terms of a lot of things, maybe it's going to be one of the things that I go, oh yeah. And that's when I started doing blank, or that's when I opened myself up to this and, you know, expand things, you know? We have to look at it like that or otherwise we'll we have to absolutely absolutely crazy. Yes. If somebody took away my laptop and said that I couldn't write every day, do you know, my walls would look like a beautiful mind by sundown. Ah! It would be horrific. I can't imagine someone taking away my talent and my love and my livelihood from me. And that's essentially what's happened to all of you, everyone on Broadway, like everybody. That's it. I see. You don't even think about that. It's like live performers. And like, to some degree, I like that comedians have done like stand up in the park and stuff like that, which is easier because your, your work is done alone, but for people in ensemble casts and stuff, they can't like breathe on the same stage. What is happening? What I know is you know, I'm telling you the truth. Like it didn't even dawn on me about Broadway. How awful. Mm. Like something as old as Broadway and as like prolific and like just it's and it's it's gone for now. It's gone. Same with live music too. I mean, yes, you know, Taylor Swift recording an album in her house, God bless, but like what about the people that aren't Taylor Swift? You know what I mean? They don't have recording studios in the basement. You know what I mean? That are just yeah, it's all it's all that kind of stuff. So yeah, be grateful and 
And, and when it that, comes you know, back, spend your money. When it, when it comes, comes back, back, you bet. Yes, spend your money, exactly. buy a ticket. I you was bet. really impressed with um, the social distancing social club. I was watching you oh, guys. Yeah. It's, it was like hanging out with great? friends. Isn't that great? It's what like, good job they've done. Yeah. I got to lie to myself and just be like, oh my God, I totally know them. Like th- these are right. my friends that's, and we're just hanging out. I had so much fun doing that. I'm sure you could, t- I was having so much fun yes. because it was, and they've really set up a thing where it's, there's regulars and there's, and there's something it's community. Do you know what I mean? It really yeah. is. It's community. And they do the show like what, four times a week or something. And it's just, I, I just was super impressed with that. I was like, those are the things that have sprouted up, you know? Yeah. And there's almost a part of me that hopes it keeps going. Do you know I mean, when the world is whatever, I would hope they would keep that going because that's still, you know, so if you don't live in LA or if you, you know, it's, you're still a part of it. You can live in Utah you can live in Alaska and still be a part of it. And I think, I think there's something lovely about that too. Do you know that it's there's massive. able to, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen, I've gotten to see, well, I live in Brooklyn, so I'm, I'm very lucky and I've been able to go to some incredible shows, yeah. specifically oh, comedy here. But mm-hmm. to be able to see people that might not roll through your town or your city. Yeah, yes. I don't think it should stop. I mean, Me live either. performances like, should come back, but this no, should live, live performances should come I think so too. Like next week, I'm doing a show in London, England next week. I know. With one of my favorites, Sarah Milliken. She's fantastic. And Amazing. she's doing the show. I, it's next Wednesday and she's so, no, no, the 16th. Sorry. What day is it? Where are we, honey? Today's the second. Yeah, no, 16th of December. And it's just like, and I'm going to sit in my apartment in Los Angeles and do it. I mean, it's like. We're going to so need great. the information for that. So oh, I'm going to pass that on. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be like at three o'clock in the afternoon, but that's fine. We're in. We're in. We're yeah, drinking. We're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Um, so on to uh, my podcast's yes. topic, yes, which is. Yes, let's do Singlehood and and talking about that in a way that doesn't make us all feel like shit. Um <laughs> Are you single and how would you describe, even if you're not, how would you describe your current feelings and thoughts about singlehood? Obviously, like okay. that, the way I first was introduced to your work was single awkward female. And yes, yeah. <laughs> you had me at the title, but yeah, then yeah, it was right? also yeah, just a yeah, very yeah. entertaining hour of my life. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I'd like to know just your your thoughts on the whole vibe. Okay. The whole, you know, I've always been sort of that. <sighs> you sort of bristle against the whole idea of single being so sad, you know? I remember um, finding out from, uh, I have a friend whose mother is Dutch and they, I think, I want to say it's 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 either Swedish, Swedish or it, there's something about the 30th birthday that they have this tradition that they give someone turning 30 a, a, a pepper mill like a pepper grinder uh, to add spice to their life because at 30 is what they consider a spinster and that it's over at the age of 30. And then I was just like, what? I was incensed. And so then I looked it up and apparently the definition of spinster is uh, any unmarried woman as of the age of 30. And you know, this like, now you need spice added to life because you're, and I always sort of like, I mean, I've worn the, I've worn the title and the badge of single very proudly, but I mean, yeah. And it was always like, there was that sort of like jokey kind of like, Oh, ha ha boohoo. But I've never felt a ha boohoo. Do you know what I mean? Like we all have the moments where you go, okay, I wish I wasn't single. And you have, we all have bad nights and whatever. But at the same time, I don't think it's anything. I'm tired of it being so sad. Do you know? Like where it's like, and a, 
if you as a single person feel lonely and sad, that's fine. But I don't like it when people put it on us, when they throw the cloak of sadness over us. And it's like, no, 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 no. And I also think that's that's projection, that it's just like, really? Because you remember at the beginning, this is, if you've watched my jokes lately, I just... I just think it's so funny because at the beginning of pandemic, it was like, you're so jealous of all your friends that are with someone. And now nine months in, solo people are winning. We're winning the pandemic now. We are winning. I'm sorry. Can you imagine? It's just like all day, every day, nonstop with someone too much. In 500 square feet? Are you kidding me? It couldn't survive. You couldn't survive. You could. uh, And then where would the other one go? The fucking hallway? Literally hang out the window. I'm, I'm serious. Like, honest to God, you better work on your grip strength because, wow. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's like, but that, that, I just, I've always sort of hated that. I've always hated that. And especially, and of course, you know, and this is not news to anyone listening, that it's always been more women. And it's always like the sadness of single women, you know? And it's also, we've been given that, like, that idea of a certain age. That, that like that, oh, and if you're a single, and this age, then it's like, well, you might as well end it. And I, I, and I think that's all. There's, there's so many things that have been wonderful. I mean, like that Amy Schumer, remember that sketch, The Last Fuckable Year? Remember? With, uh, everybody was <laughs> yeah. Tina Fey and Patricia Arquette. And it's like, this is it. You know, Julia Ledrug, this is our last year of being fuckable. And it's, and it's garbage. Like, I'm taking a class right now where they're talking about, like, the audience that Hollywood focuses on is 18 to 49 and i was like you know naively like raised my hand i was like what happens after 49 they're like they stop caring and it was just like ow i mean it's just like the the world is tells us that after a certain age you know you're and so it's even an add single to it and it's like oh like okay in my family i have a big family you did it you did the hell you you guys she did the head right that's it is it's just in my family, okay, so I have three sisters and a little brother. They are all married. Everyone has children. And I'm telling you the truth. It is. It got to the point where no one even, I'm going to say for 15 years, no one's even asked me if I'm seeing someone. It doesn't even, it does, you know what I mean? It doesn't even come into their consciousness to go and say, let's ask if you seeing anybody. Because their brain is always like, she's not. She's not. Of course she's not. And that always, it always made me so angry because it was like, you stop asking me after so many, we didn't want to make you feel bad. Make me feel bad? Not asking me makes me feel bad. Assuming makes me feel bad. Do you know what I mean? And it's just, I don't know if I'm making any sense. I'm just, yeah. You are. You're making so much sense. But I think that question is very personal because there are some people that can't stand it when people ask. And there are some people that feel really neglected when they don't get asked. There's also so much danger. Do you find in- Yes, I think uh, it's an even. Yeah. The, The notion of being too late- to do something like too old, too over, like it's, it's over for you. Yes, give no, up. Yeah. That's dangerous no. messaging. Very, I'm, very yes. dangerous. Messaging. It is dangerous messaging. I think it is too. I think it's very dangerous. I think that's very, um, I think that's, it's something that should, that we should stop it immediately because that's yeah. like, you're telling people like you're done. You, you might as well stop living. And mm-hmm. that's not, that's not fair. It's not true. Nope. And it's very hazardous to people's health. It really, really is mental health. Because when someone gets into their head, ah, fuck it. That's a very bad place to be. A very bad place to be of like, why bother? Why bother? Oh. I spent a long time in why bother. And you. Yeah. And climbing yeah. out of it, you have to you have to do things like tell people that there's a lot to bother with. 
There's a lot of life to bother with. There's a lot more to you and to your potential and your possibility than just this bullshit hellhole of being single. First of all, being single is fucking amazing. And we have to start talking about it like it is. It is. It's a lie. Singlehood sucking is a lie. It's a a lie. lie It's absolutely a lie. Yeah. What do they, I, I don't understand the motivation of coupled people to like, or any people coupled other or otherwise to like pressure single people into doing a thing. It doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. It's like my singlehood doesn't affect you. Your couplehood doesn't affect me. Who gives a shit? I but know. These pressures of just like, if you don't do this thing, you are wrong. Mm-hmm. You are over. You are a failure. Yeah. It's just and fucking bullshit. It, it, I, I'm, I'm totally with you. And it's also like, you know, the, the also added to that for women, of course, is the ticking clock of like, don't you want to have children? You know what, actually? Never did, never, never did, never will, didn't want to, never had that come up. So no, you know, be it 25 or, you know, 45. Like I just, no, actually. And it's sort of that also too. It's none of your fucking business. But there really is that sort of like, single is lovely. Single is like everything. You know, I remember my mother always thinking it was selfish. Someone being single being is so selfish, you know? And it's like, yeah, after a certain age, I remember her talking about men that way. So selfish. And it's like, what? What? And it's like that. And again, selfish also needs to be revamped as well, the word. Because you know what? Yeah, okay. My, you know, everything I do and everything I have is mine. It's all mine. But you know what? I'm not a selfish person. I give to others. I I give my time to other people. I try to, you know, try to be a good human being on the earth and be useful. And you know, we recycle, damn it. Oh, you sure do. We absolutely do. And also too, not having children. You're welcome, by the way. I've just given more oxygen to the planet. My carbon another. footprint is so fucking low so, because I oh, haven't procreated. Exactly. And you're welcome, everybody. So yeah, remember that. But it is, it is. And being single is, being single, I mean, like at this point, I don't even, I can't even imagine sharing my space with somebody else at this point. I just can't. Like, I can't. It's like, I'm so used to living alone. Do you mean I've lived alone now for like, we're talking 20 years I've lived alone. And it's just like, like, sure. I say we all, oh yeah, you want to share your life. And it's like, but you know, that old, and I, I wish it wasn't him, but you know, that old Woody Allen yeah, waving a cry. Which I wish it wasn't him. We should. We need to reclaim that as well. We all do. Somebody else needs to remake Annie Hall so I can still love it. Please, please, absolutely. Oh God, yeah. But that like idea of like waving across the street to someone, good night. That's that's heaven to me. That to me is like that's what we're looking for. See you, but you don't. I don't need to live with you. I don't need you. I don't need you to be in my space. You know, I really don't. Yeah. Whoopi has it right. She doesn't mm-hmm. want anybody in her house. Yeah. That's why she. That's what yeah. she says when people are like, "Why aren't you married?" She's like, "I don't want anybody in my house." She's I'm telling right. You, unless they can have their own wing. You know what I mean? <laughs> your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly. Do you know how often I think about that? How often I think yeah. about how I've been single thirteen years now, and mm-hmm. almost thirteen years, and I've lived alone since two thousand and. Oh God, I don't know. Probably a decade. I probably lived alone yeah, yeah. for a decade, and I, if you don't count the cat, I count uh, the cat. Yeah, but. Fair. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. And I don't know how I'm supposed to, and I've heard this from from audience members as well. Like, how do we reacclimate to this? How do we get used to being around somebody I, again? I like to think if it's the right relationship for us, first of all, he yes, or she, they're thinking the same thing. So we're all freaking out yeah, together. Yeah. And it'll, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it'll, it'll blend. It'll and work it itself out. Yeah. It'll work itself out. Yeah. I hope yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. But I will yeah. say having two bedrooms does sound Yes. Nice. That sounds nice. That sounds nice. Um, Two bedrooms is where it's at. I'm sorry. It just is. If not three. I have been 
tossing yeah. around an idea in my head lately and a little bit out loud, but I would like to get another person's uh, opinion on this because mm-hmm. like I, I dig into like new levels of singlehood positivity all the time that I don't really know. Yeah. I don't know what the cliff is. So I need someone to tell me if I'm, yeah. if I'm jumping off of it. I, <laughs> you've heard language around this. I'm sure that like um, we, we should learn to accept our singlehood or mm-hmm. deal with our singlehood. And I don't want to do that because I don't think that you can learn to accept something that was never a bad thing. And like oh. accepting singlehood sort of implies that we're living this lesser life. Yeah, and I yeah. have very <clears throat> recently heard you speak about um, how we, especially during pandemic, we are all equal. We are all equally valid. And yeah. I would love to know how you think we can like maintain that that mindset within our singlehood, um, mostly because I think they're sick of me talking about this particular topic, and I would like to hear your thoughts. Well, you see, okay, you're right. With with it's so funny because the word acceptance is very loaded, isn't it? Like there is sort of that, like you know, accept your fate kind of thing. There is something about the word acceptance that we kind of, I think, associate with, you know, bad circumstances. This has happened. You have to accept it and move on, right? Isn't that what it is? So always accept it and move on. It's like, oh, okay. But I think that, you know, um, accepting singleness, accepting your, I think it's, I think it's giving yourself the, giving yourself the permission to enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? Like to just, to not have to apologize for it. I think that that's what the acceptance is. It would be nice if we, as a world, could get to the point where we don't apologize for being single. Like where it's not like I'm single, but you, no, 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 just single. Do you know what I mean? Like just singular, solo. Like that, I think that would be nice. I think that's what the acceptance should be. It should be the acceptance of that single isn't a bad word. Single is not a bad place to be. It's not, I mean, even if you want to be with someone, because I believe we all do. I believe most of us do. But but living in misery until then, first of all, living in misery, you're not going to meet anyone. That's for sure. You know, that's not, there's, you're not going to find a good person, you know, living in joy finds a good person. You know, that's, that's what it is. You know, accepting who you are, loving your life and all that's what brings the right person into your life. Um, Right. So, yeah, I think it just should be the acceptance of um, the acceptance that it's just, it's not bad, that it's not negative, that we don't, there's nothing to be embarrassed about or apologize for. You know, and I also, I do think like we, we sort of touched on it. Like, I feel like when a couple of people really harp on it, it's like, where is this coming from? What do you want to tell us? You know what I mean? Like, is there something you need to say? Because that it's, it's a strange, it's that's strange to me when it's like, because the people that I know that are in good relationships, they have nothing to say. They have nothing to say, you know, they don't care. But people who are in bad relationships. I always say they do one of two things. They go, oh, you, you're, you know, love it. You're so lucky. And it's like, oh, okay, I see where you're coming from. And then the, oh the pity ones too it's like you got you have nothing else in your life you're your whole relation like just as i said about comedy it can't be it can't be you every slice of your pie can't be one thing it needs to be a whole bunch of different things so it's like if your your relationship is your only thing that's not good it's not that, good if it's taken away then guess what you got nothing the pity you know, party the pie left oh pity party it 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 has a very uh, strong air of the call is coming oh. from inside the house. You oh know what my I mean? god! Yes, like they're so scared of becoming what we are, and they're projecting onto singles. Yes, where very I very much, you know, 
Like yes, that's, it is a fear-based thing. It really, because again, because if you're doing okay, you don't give a fuck what everyone else is doing. Do you know what I mean? It's the same thing when like people are like so interested in other people's sexual orientation. What does it have to do with you? Are you worried about your own? Are you scared? Then that's what you need to deal with that. You know, it's like same thing. Who cares? Who cares what goes on behind people's closed door? I don't care. I really don't. That's it's. I want to see pictures of your dogs, pictures of your cats. And maybe your nice apartment, and that's all I care about. I don't give a shit. I don't care who you live with. I mean, you know what is funny too? Because one of our, just because we said Annie Hall, this jogged this memory. Um, Diane Keaton, you know, um, who is, she's died in Everything? We love her. We love her. Um, but I remember reading an article about her that she said um, one thing that always sort of irked her was how. Um, all of her accolades, everything that she's done in her life. She owns a fucking vineyard. I mean, she's the shit. Do you know what I mean? She just is. She's cool as anything. She never stops being cool. Like she just is like, and one thing that people are always, she's never been married and she's never been proposed to. She's never even gotten close to marriage. And that seems to like be one of the first things that people say to her. After all of everything, it's just like, still single, never been married, huh? And it's like, really? Really? That's what, we, that's what we're leading with? With Diane Keaton? Come on, Earth. Do better. Really. That's do what better. Do better. Do better. Do better. I had you know? a guest recently who is, uh, she founded this, uh, she, she's the founder of a grading card company that, that creates cards for all of the celebrations in life, not just, you know, the married ones. And yeah. she mentioned that when she had written a book, she, you know, sent it out to all of her friends and it was harder to get them to buy her book than it was for them to spend upwards of $50 on a wedding gift for her. Oh, like, yeah. That was an easier sell than yeah. a fifteen ninety nine Amazon purchase or, or wherever you want to buy it. Independent books. Yeah. We love you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's insane to me that it's like, that's always the thing. And like poor Jennifer Aniston, who, you know what? Not poor Jennifer Aniston. She has I know, a I know. great life. Absolutely. But it makes, but we say poor Jennifer Aniston because the world harps on her so much. And it's like, Jesus Christ, if we could all be Jennifer Aniston, I think we'd be doing okay. Just fine. Right? Just fine. And it's just like, oh my God. And that's, and that's the first thing because they, and they make her out to be sad. For all of her like gorgeousity and the legs and the skin and that the, bitch ain't and the sad. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like and that she having a good time. And it's oh poor Jen still still pining over Brad. Oh my God. Jesus Christ, let it go. You know, it's yeah, not that's, pining that's the world. over that's the world anyone. They're very old fashioned. She's not pining over anybody. She's having a nice time. And you know, it that is a very old fashioned world. It's you know, for all of our wokeness and our modern no, there's still a lot of people still. I mean, I remember years ago, maybe in my like fourth year of doing comedy, uh, an elder, an elderly gentleman coming up to me after a show and like literally saying to me, can't find a husband, huh? And I'm like, excuse me? He thought the only reason I was doing comedy was because I couldn't find a husband. So if you had a husband, you wouldn't have to be on stage. And I was like, what does that mean? Do you know? It's, it's. I think single stigma, it's insane. I think single stigma is going to be the last thing to go. I think in a perfect world, in my mind, the word single would carry no more stigma. Like if you were describing yourself to someone like, oh, I have brown hair, green eyes, I'm single. And and that single would have the same stigma as brown hair or green eyes, which is none. Like it would just be another descriptor. Just a trait. Just a trait. Yeah. 
Yes. Just yes, to treat. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if I'm honest, I, I do want to make people jealous of my singlehood because they've been making yeah. jealous of their fucking engagements <laughs> for, the, for 20 years. But yeah, yeah. I digress. Okay, what about what about this with what about um uh you know the family? All right, let's go back to that for a second. So, you know, Italian family and you know, all my sisters and have been married. And so, you know, there it goes with marriage, you know, a chunk of change for the marriage. And I was like, So I don't get that money? That's what you're saying to me? And my dad was like, no, you're not married. And I was like, so wait a minute. There's there's a small fortune <laughs> that I've, because I've not been married. And he was like, well, no, if you when you get married. And I was like, listen, if and when I ever get married, I won't need your money. But the point is, do you know what I mean? I won't ask for it. And you may not be invited if you're, you, you, you know, play your cards right. But here's the thing. But I, get that, it, I mean, I, it incensed me. It, I mean, I've let it go now. But like for years, I was just like, Give me my money, bitch. Like, I don't understand because I'm not, I'm not married. I don't get that family gift of money. It's to help start their life. And I was like, what about my life? I could, I could, I could use a. Is he just sitting on it? Is it just accruing interest? At this point, I don't know where it is, but I'm going to look into it. I really, because honestly it was, and I mean, this was, I probably let it go for about like eight or nine years now, but there was a good like when I found out about like I, cause you know, all my, everyone in my family was married by the time they were, it's been a long time. Like everyone in my family, they're all celebrating like 12, 15, 20 years of marriage. So like, yeah, after the last marriage, I was just like, wait a minute, excuse me. So I don't know where that's gone. I don't know if he's used it. Himself. I don't know. I don't know, but to I'm just. start yeah. your hey, life. To just start their, what, start. Set, setting them up in their life. And it's just like, what? Are you kidding me? Like I could use that for a down payment on something anyway. I would anyway. Like even if I was given a big chunk of money for a wedding, I don't want Mm -hmm. a wedding. Mm -hmm. I want a marriage and I want a house for marriage to exist in. That's always been, that's always been obscene too. I've never understood that. People spending their entire life savings on one day. Anyway. Yep. That's a whole other show. It's a whole other, (laughs) I mean, it's, it's its own genre at this point. It really is. It is. Um, Can I ask in your opinion, what is the funniest part about being single? <gasps> I think the funniest part about being single is the, um, it's all the little, um, <laughs> the idiosyncrasies that we do in our world. Like that, like you just do the things that you just develop doing. Like I have, you know, when I've um, um, been a house guest, you know, often when I would go home to Toronto, um, I would stay, there was a couple of friends that always had uh you know, guest rooms that I would stay with them, you know, since, since in the last five years, they've all had babies and those babies have taken my room. So rude. So rude. Oh, so rude. But so there was definitely, there was a friend of mine, Mark, that I used to stay at his house quite on the regular. Um, He and his wife, Sarah. And he's like, like, you know, you know what you do? And I was like, please tell me that apparently because I talk to myself so much and like I would walk out of the guest room halfway through a conversation and I would just look at him and go and say, so that can't happen. Right. And he'd be like, Wait, I don't know what's going on. What, did you, <laughs> what, 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 what am I missing right now? And like, so I, so apparently that's, I do, I talk to myself quite a bit, you know, and I, I, I do the classic talking to the TV and, but it's very normal to me. And it's not like, you know, people are like, Oh, you're crazy. No, you know, it's, it's just sort of like, I have, I like, I almost kind of keep a, um, 
like a running total. Like my, like my, like when I'm organizing myself, I say it out loud. Do you know what I mean? I go, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to make another cup of coffee. Uh, I'm going to go to the bathroom and send out one email and then I'm going to get ready for the podcast. And I've said that out loud. I do that out loud. So it's like, I kind of keep a list, but it's, it's allowed. That's, that's, it's a yeah. sign so, of intelligence. I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard the same themselves. thing. That talk, yeah. yeah. And it's, and it, it just kind of keeps me, um, keeps me organized that kind of thing. And you know what I do? And like when something, if I'm watching TV and I'm whatever, and I go and say, you know, watching the great British bake off, I'm like, I can't believe that you sent her home, you know? And I have to say it out loud to the TV because someone needs to know. So I think just, so this is the thing. I think it's just that. I think it's just the little, the things that you do in your apartment that you don't think are strange, but other people would maybe think is strange. You know, you bring it in and I just, yeah, it's that kind of thing. You know what I mean? I wear orthopedic thing. sandals with socks around my home and I light incense all day. And maybe yes. other people wouldn't like that kind of behavior, Wait, but... Well, too bad for them. Do you know what I mean? Too bad for them, is, indeed. That is exact. And I do, like, there's always a, um, you know, my coffee table, there's almost always a puzzle on my coffee table that's always deal with that. with the cat. Do you know what, I mean? what do you do well, with the cat is, and the puzzle? We have, we've had to put it away for a while. So that is, yeah, because we're disagreeing, aren't we? <laughs> So that is, you know, that's because there's nothing worse than waking up and going, <gasps> and having like a chunk been ripped out and dropped on the floor. You're like, no! So yeah, that's, we put that on hold for a bit. Um, but I was using know, a towel, you know, in early oh, days of the pandemic when yeah. everyone was puzzling, I would use a towel atop it and she would sleep yeah. on top of the on towel. On top of it. Oh my God. And then everything would be okay. Um, <laughs> but then I realized that like after the, after one puzzle, you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I I'm done. I'm done. It's like banana bread. You do it once, you you move on. You do it once. You're like, so I did that. You know what? Another thing too that I I just realized and I go, this might be strange, but maybe not. I am, um, I'm very, very comfortable with silence, which is strange because I talk so much. I'm very comfortable with silence. I often am in my apartment and it's completely silent. I don't have television on. I don't have music on. And I mean, I can go, I can... I, and I'm not exaggerating. I have gone for months without turning my television on. I uh, honestly, months. I can just listen to music or music or a podcast or whatever, or or be in silence. And yeah, I mean, I'm sort of back. I sort of, you know, I kind of go through phases of television, and now I'm, you know, I'm back watching TV. But um, yeah, but I can, I can definitely. I've gone, I've definitely gone months without turning my TV on or watching any Netflix or anything like that, honestly. So you're on Netflix. How do you I, not yeah. watch Netflix? That's an inspiration, right? There. That's inspiring. Yeah. And I can go through it. I can't, I really do because there is something that I do. I do like quiet. I really do. I, I, which is odd because my life is so verbal. So it's like, there are times where it's just like, I mean, not so much in the pandemic now, but yeah. Balance. We Pre-pandemic. Balance. Pre-pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, flip side of that question. Yes. What is not funny about being single at all? Oh, okay. Um, um, oh, um, the one thing that I, yeah, I don't think is funny is um, I feel like when I think illness or like emergency, that is, that's the time that always gets, I always feel scared. And those are always the times where I have that moment of, damn it. You know, that moment of why am I single? Like on like in, in illness or in injury or something like that. When you have that moment, you're like, yo, I'm alone. And of course we have our friends and you have people you can call, but there really is, there are those moments where it's just like, I just wish someone would do my laundry because I'm too sick to get up and do it. I just wish someone would make me a bowl of soup, do you know? And, and you know, and maybe you're with someone and they don't make you a bowl of soup and then fuck them. But I do, I do, 
like the, it's, those are the moments that I feel the most single and not happy about it. And that only lasts for a day or two and you're fine. But I mean, I've, I've had an accident in my home. Like I've, I've, like I was whatever microwave and I fell and I hurt myself. And that was that moment of just like, okay, like really that, like I have to get up and get to the phone and, you know, and that, and those moments are like, you kind of go, there's, it's not funny. Those, when you, when you really feel like, oh, I'm alone. I'm alone right now. And that kind of scares me. Cause it's like, you know, how, how long could I lie here before someone figured out that I'm not around, you know, that those a kind of long time. A long and it's fucking really time. fucking scary. Oh, you yeah. have to put oh, yeah. things in place. You have to yeah. put things in place that will make sure I have fallen and cracked my head before uh, oh. while I lived alone as a single person, you can oh. call friends and they will immediately come over to you. And Emily oh, Pfeiffer, God, yeah. if you're listening, I remember you're a goddess, you. yeah. <laughs> absolute yeah. goddess among women. I have a cat as a pet not because I prefer one species over the other. I have a cat because if I have the flu, I don't have to take it to shit. She I'm can handle you. it. She can handle that, it. That is, that is, and you know, that's very funny too, because that is why they always tease about single women and cats. I think that's part of it. I think that's part of it. It's like, you're, you know, cause a dog, as much as I love dogs, dogs are needy. Like dogs need you. Cats don't. Cats are like, I got this. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, as long as you can drag yourself to pour some water, you're, you're fine. They prefer sorry, when we're That's not around. Oh, they really do. They like it when they're when we're kind of out of sight and quiet. They love that. The secrets of singlehood. They they have yeah. these like crazy cat lady memes yeah. that have existed yeah. since time immemorial. And really, it's just about practicality. And we don't get enough credit. It really for that. is. That's exactly it. I never really thought about that angle, but you're absolutely right. I've thought about God, so many smart. fucking angles about singlehood. Oh, Are you kidding me? God. <laughs> I could write an encyclopedia. One day, I hope I can. You Simon should. and Schuster, get on the horn. Yeah, I think you should. That'd be fun. Um, any, any coping skills or quarantine hobbies that have developed out of this time in our lives you would like to share with this audience? Oh, interesting. Um, you know what? I will say that, um, I've always been a good person, like schedule works for me, mm-hmm. even in sort of like my non, like my unscheduled life, even though I don't really have a schedule, I found that the most important thing in quarantine is just to make me feel like when, when my when I let my schedule slide, that's when I find myself, well, it's been three days since I've showered, like that kind of thing. Like, and it's just as simple as like my, my very big thing. And I've done this for years and years is make my bed every day. The first mm-hmm. thing I do is get out of bed, make your bed. And people are like, well, how does that? I'm like, it just makes everything better. It just does. Cause you walk past your room and the bed's made. You don't get back in it when it's made. It's like all of these sorts of things, but it's even just like, get up, have a glass of water, do some meditation, a little bit of journaling, you know, just like little things that I go, okay, you just start your day off on the right foot. And even like when I start my day with that little tiny bit of scheduling, you know, try to get a little exercise, try to, and then, you know, I'll go, like if I've done things and it's noon, then I go, you know, I'm great. I did stuff. And now it's noon, now I can do whatever I want. And, And whatever I want might be absolutely nothing. But I do feel like just to survive this, especially this, because we've lost our schedule, you know, yeah, putting a couple of regular things into your day, be it journaling, be it exercising or making a, a face. Like me and my best friend who's in Toronto, um, you know, we FaceTime that pretty much every day. We have we have never done that. Like we, I mean, obviously we keep in touch, but like since the pandemic now, we FaceTime every day. We could have FaceTimed a year ago, but now it's, and it's, and it's a lovely part of our, our day. She's like, you know, we should keep this. And I was like, I know, I don't know where we have it. And it's one of those things that it just, you know, days that we don't, it feels off. It just, there's something about just a little tiny bit of schedule 
I feel like keeps you sane, makes you feel like I did something today. And sometimes doing something is all you need, even if it's just one little tiny thing, one thing. And it makes you, oh, I just did the dishes. Great, hurry, that's it. And I can now I can sit and do nothing. It is, it is just a little bit, just a it's little bit. So just a little bit human. Of, yeah. And like, we, we thrive on accomplishment. We're like hamsters yes. that need that's like, it. encouragement. We need to accomplish even something small to, yeah, to move to check forward something off the list. You know, and it's like my therapist is always like, you know, it's just many, many small victories and they only need to be small victories. Like, honestly, think of one thing that you need to do tomorrow. And when you get it done, you're like, fantastic. It was, take the garbage out. I did it. Great. So just get, just have something on your, on your day, uh, something on your, your day sheet, on your calendar, on your, on your schedule, you know, it just makes you feel better. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. There is uh, a recent appearance of yours, which I will link to in the show notes, obviously, but you spoke about gratitude Yes. and um, the notion that even right now during this, we are not alone. Mm. What have you been most grateful for in 2020, such as it is? Oh gosh. I am, uh, I'm very big on gratitude because, um, I, I just am, I can't stop preaching about gratitude because it's so important because the minute it, it's never that bad, you know, the minute, like I even like my gratitude list starts like basic bitch things. Like it's like, I'm alive, I'm well, I can stand up like, and that you're like, really? I'm like, yeah, I am. I'm grateful that I can still, I have all my senses, everything works. So, um, yeah, because if you're not living in gratitude, then it's just like you're feeling, it's very easy to feel sorry for yourself. And I think, you know, the things that I'm grateful for in 2020, like I, I can still pay my rent. I'm so grateful that I can still pay my rent. I haven't had to, you know, ask my dad or do, I'm just, I'm very, I'm, I'm super grateful for that. And I, I mean, I am every day grateful that I can pay my rent. I haven't had to move out. I haven't had to get a roommate and I'm super grateful for that. Um, because really, because my job is cut off. So I'm super grateful for that. I'm also very grateful for, you know, reconnecting with people. Like I'm saying, it's like, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that like now me and my best friend have made time to talk to each other every day. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's little things that you're like, oh, I didn't even think about that. I'm very grateful that like, I can still, still do a podcast from my home. I'm very grateful for technology. I'm very grateful that this is possible, that it's like, not everything's been wiped out. I'm grateful that I can still do Zoom shows. Do you know, like I'm, I'm still grateful that we found a way that I can still perform to a certain extent. And then also too, you know, I'm very grateful that, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we mentioned this now, but like the, you know, as bad as this year has been, you know, I've met someone, you know, I am not, you know, before you said, are you single? I didn't answer, but I'm not, I'm not single. I I met, met someone in a pandemic. I mean, online, of course we met online, you know, but it's just, that's I'm, two miracles. That's two miracles. You two met someone miracles. during a pandemic and, and online. On, online do you know that's I mean? yeah, two slid, miracles he slid into my dms on instagram Woo! but like honestly like and it was like never thought probably wouldn't and you know he lives quite far away i probably would have been like that's a stupid thing i'm not even gonna bother but i think there's something about the pandemic too that like we've sort of taken our boundaries like our physical boundaries and said we're gonna i don't care about that i'll just talk to you and then you know really hit it off and I mean, he lives in London, like he lives in England. That's so it's like the oh, yeah. ideal so, place. I know. That Please, means you get to go there. Go to London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the thing. So, yeah, and that's, I'm super grateful for that. And like, that is, I, I never would have guessed that. I never would have guessed we'd be in a pandemic. And I never would guess that I would meet someone like meaningful in a pandemic. But I'm also grateful too, because it's like the fact that we are in a pandemic and the fact that he is so far away, like I've gotten to know this person. 
rather than, you know, going on dates and then like maybe sleeping with them too quickly in my books. And, you know, for me, because we all have a, some of us have a tendency to do that. And then it's like, no, I mean, we, we FaceTimed every day for five months before we met. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, you're writing yeah. letters during so wartime. You know what I, I mean? Know. I know. <laughs> you're like spraying them with my perfume. Oh God. <laughs> Can you please do that and then tell me what I've happened? Done that. I swear to God, I will. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. So yeah, like little thing. It's just like who knew? Who knew? So on this on this podcast about being single, I'll tell you that you know, so grateful for my singleness and so grateful, you know, still a single woman, still maintain single attitude, but like just really grateful because also too, I think like when you've been single for a while, I I don't know. Like I think that like you don't settle. Or maybe you go through like some bad dates. You go, I'm going to be single forever. And it's like, no, I think it's like, you know, once you get happy with your life, like we were saying about accepting it and, and bringing joy into it, that's when someone sneaks in and goes, hey, I also too, like whatever, I know it's cliche, but like when you're not looking for it, it has a tendency to, to walk up and hit you. You know what I mean? Like it really does. Like it just, it just does. Because then I'm, I said, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to date anymore. And then two months later. Hey, I was like, oh, okay. So there are yeah. endless possibilities. There's endless in this life. possibilities. Endless possibilities in this we life. And that was me. And I was single for twenty years. Literally single for twenty years. You so, hear that, friends? Yeah. There you, you go, kiddos. Yeah, yeah. I would like you to tell everyone how they can keep up with your work online. I yes. would also like yes. to know about any upcoming shows that we yes. can zoom into. Please, great. Okay. Um. Instagram is Deborah DG. So that's D-E-B-R-A-D-G. And um, gosh, TikTok, which I've just dipped a toe into. Uh, that's Deborah D-I-G-I. So Deborah DG, but spelled it out D-I-G-I. And then Twitter is my full name, Deborah DG of any. TikTok scares me. TikTok terrifies me. I'm too old, but I don't care. I'm going to do it. It's, I don't know what to do. I don't know what they want from me. I swear to God. Why do they talk so fast? Why do they point at words? What's happening? I can't, I can't do that. I don't I know. want to do this. I swear to God. I don't know. There's a lot of dancing. I'm like, Ugh. and I know it was like, you have to. I'm like, do I? So that's, if you want to, it's, I'm literally just barely started with TikTok, but it's there. Um, I will say too, I have a show on December 18th. Yes. September, excuse me, September 18th at seven o'clock. I've just started posting it literally today. That's a Zoom show. Please join. Some of my favorites are going to be on it with me. It's a delight and uh, and it's fun. I mean, yes, East Coasters is 10 o'clock, but guess what? You're in your pajamas at home with the cat watching the Zoom show from your TV room. So God bless. This episode will go live on December 7th. So you all have plenty Yay, of time perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to click Great. the link in the show notes. Deborah, I cannot Great. thank you enough for your time, for your wisdom, for so joining fun. me. This we're was friends so much now, fun. Though, right? now we're Obviously, friends. this is, okay. I started a podcast to make do friends. You should know. Other? Do we follow each other? Because I got I to gotta do all the things. We I'll will before I, I press okay. stop record. Yeah. Okay, good, good. Thank good. you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Lovely.